This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith. We're broadcasting from Holy Cross Catholic Parish in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, and we're proclaiming God's glory all throughout the Upper Midwest here in the Real Presence Radio listening family whether you're joining us from Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, or parts around the World Wide Web, you're always welcome to join us and celebrate the glory of God made real in our Catholic faith. We are going to be uh, just proclaiming God's goodness. And of course, uh, just first hour of the morning show, really just emphasizing how the Blessed Virgin Mary is watching over us. And also in prayerful discernment, how we are living as missionary disciples. And so so grateful to be joined by another uh, missionary disciple, uh, Sarah Hofflander from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And Sarah and her husband uh, live with their family and, and live and follow Jesus in their own walk and their own vocation. And so, Sarah, thanks for joining us on Real Presence Live. Thanks for having me, Father. And I'm so grateful, uh, of course, uh, my friendship with you. I just want to acknowledge your own uh, you're, you're just a faithful daughter of Franciscan uh, University in Steubenville. Um, your husband is a, just an excellent man. Uh, and I just want to say I'm so proud of you guys for your witness. And, you know, we just want to just have our listeners know a little bit more about you. Uh, tell us about your life and vocation. Oh, goodness. Um, I am um, wife and a mother, as you had said. I... Uh, also, yes, as you said, I went to the Franciscan University of Steubenville for my undergraduate. I uh, majored in catechetics and theology. Um, I just received a very clear call from the Lord, even as a teenager, that he wanted me to be a high school teacher. So I went to study for that purpose, and then right after, just really discerned that the Lord was kind of calling me back to the area that I grew up in. Uh, I taught uh, theology at O'Gorman for six years, and then um, as we started having children, we just really wanted me to have the chance to stay home with our kids, um, and so my husband started teaching in public school, and I was home with our children, um, and I think one of the things that surprised me during this time, I kind of thought I'd just put everything on the back burner and just, you know, solely focus on my kids, which I do, but there's just been all of these ways in which the Lord keeps kind of prompting and saying, you know, come this way, come do this, come do these things, and um, there's just been a variety of ways in which... Um, We've been both my husband and I have been able to um, kind of serve the Lord in a variety of capacities. And so, this most recent thing that I received in prayer throughout the last year was um, God's desire for a community, or you know, it's like a, a relationship uh, for young women who are discerning religious life. And um, long story short, the diocese got wind of it, and they've just kind of been supporting the effort. And um, I've been blown away. I think just by the way in which there's been a lot of positive support just from uh, priests, religious, um, lay people within our diocese, and then young women who are open. And uh, It's been very exciting um, to cultivate that. And even in the context of this, the Proecclesia Sancta Sisters, um, I reached out to them, and they've been very excited, and they've been wanting to get to know our family and coming over for dinner and helping with anything they can. And it's just been very life-giving, um, all the ways that we give. I find that it gives back to our family, you know, tenfold. So it's, it's an exciting thing to do. Well, one of the things we do in my parishes is we pray for vocations to consecrated and religious life. 
but the other mm -hmm. thing is we, we'd like to invite uh, sisters um, who live that vocation to consecrated life as an outward witness um, to what it looks like to be espoused to the church and, and to Christ himself and to really live uh, that life, that sign. Our own parish in its over 100-year history boasts uh, many religious vocations, whether they be to Benedictine or Presentation Sisters, but there are still religious uh, congregations that are openly accepting and, and fostering and even booming and growing in vocations. And so you mentioned mm -hmm. the Pro-Ecclesia Sancta Sisters, who are uh, new arrivals to the Diocese of Sioux Falls, but also other existing communities, whether they be Carmelite or Contemplative, or, or Oblate Sisters of the Blessed Sacrament in Sioux Falls, where they're still mm -hmm. open to inviting women to come and discern that call from Jesus to serve mm -hmm. as a sister in the life of, life of the Church. And so you have Absolutely. an event that's coming up. Um, so tell us a little bit about the name of this discernment group. Um, what's the name and what's this like for you as you've been, you know, entering into this encouragement of discernment of consecrated life? Uh, the name of the group is Ecce Ancula Domini. It's Latin for Behold and the Handmaid of the Lord. Uh, and so it's kind of helping young women to come to that place that Mary was at is she's receiving a call from the Lord uh, to really behold the significance of that, that the Lord wants to do remarkable things through their individual life and their individual vocation, and just have the courage to really um, consent, you know, to say yes to the Lord and be ready for the adventure that the Lord has. Um, so that's kind of, you know, the, the spiritual heart of it. Um, it's, it's all it's all unfolding, you know, it's, it's the beginning and it's exciting and challenging just to kind of figure out what, how to meet everyone's needs. I think I've been surprised in a variety of ages. So a number of high school students have been interested. And so um, actually the Pro Ecclesia Sancta Sisters are at O'Gorman, and so they've been kind of spearheading more of that, um, just being present with them, and they're doing a small group with high school students. And then um, a number of college students are also interested, but they're all in different places. So they're doing a digital small group. Uh, they're meeting regularly and just kind of sharing the graces that the Lord is giving to them in their own walk of discernment. Um, and then falls. And so it's just kind of a matter of discerning okay, how do we help each group at their age, and then how can we bring each other together? Um, and then, you know, integrating formation into that. We just had a an evening with Father Jeff Norfolk this past Sunday, uh, which was a great dialogue, just kind of about the spiritual heart of, um, I guess he had spoken on the evangelical councils, but um, right at what's at the heart of religious life. Um, yeah, so it's really beautiful. It's, it's kind of awe-inspiring just to enter into that and also to see, like, encounter these young women who are very, like, in, you know, they love the Lord so much that they're ready to give their life to Him, which you don't always see with every person you meet. So um, it's humbling, I guess, just to be able to walk with them. You know, this is a, you mentioned, you know, how you were motivated uh, through prayer, and we've been talking, that's a theme that uh, we've touched on several times this morning on our on Real Presence Live. Uh, again, we're speaking with Sarah Hofflander, a laywoman in Sioux Falls, wife and mother, who is leading a women's discernment uh, group and helping young women, both high school, college age, who are open to following the Lord's call to religious life. In prayer, you were motivated, Sarah, to 
in your own fiat, your own yes to, to Jesus, um, to, mm-hmm. to do this. Um, say more about how this group has uh, come about in this time period for you. Um, you mean kind of like from receiving it in prayer to actually yes. it happening? Yes. Okay. Uh, so initially, it, you know, it was just kind of a recurring theme. Um, it started as this phrase that I continued to receive in prayer that the Lord wanted to raise up a movement of contemplatives. And so, you know, I mean, there are times where you might receive something in prayer and just have no idea what to do with it. So it's kind of just like, thanks, Lord. Um, and just, you know, let it be. And so mm. eventually it became very concrete, uh, just this understanding of relationship, you know, you know, women discerning religious life in relationship, the opportunity for spiritual direction, formation, et cetera. So it was just very clear, like even just laid out in detail in my prayer life. And, you know, I mean, it wasn't something where I just rushed into it. Mm. Um, in fact, I was more like hesitant, like, I don't know how this fits into my life. Um, but because it was so persistent, it was enough that I had to just kind of slowly act on it. Um, so I first had reached out to a vocations director at the time, and I didn't know that the diocese was kind of restructuring things anyways. And then um, I talked with a couple of friends who um, had gone to, also had gone to Franciscan like I had, and the, this idea really resembled household life. Um, which was vibrant at our the college that I went to. And so we just kind of talked about what this would look like, and they helped me actually, like, draft it, you know, what, what it would become. And then it happened to be the case that one of them mentioned it to Eric Gallagher at the diocese. And so he looked it over our draft, and he was like, yep, this is what we want to do. And we sat down and just kind of discussed, um, how, you know, how to bring things into fruition. So that's the nice part about it is I'm not just kind of, like, over in the corner trying to do something by myself, but... Um, the diocese is supporting that. And because of that, it's kind of easier to get other people involved. Um, yeah, that, so, um, yeah, with, with the diocese support, we've kind of had the help of women Christian missionaries and different parishes and stuff as well. Well, that's a, another beautiful testimony about a uh, something just coming from relational uh, interaction with other people in the life of the church. And so... So often we mm-hmm. may think, oh, is there some program, some stamp I need to put on this? Or it has to be something mm-hmm. that uh, comes out of a, a well-thought-out committee uh, before he can bring it out. But really, if mm-hmm. we look at the lives of the saints who followed what God had led them to in prayer, really, uh, you know, any work of discernment or, or, or ministry or evangelization really is born out of the fruit of our own interpersonal relationships and God using mm-hmm. us right where we're planted in our own vocations and as we follow him. Uh, we're going to, you Absolutely. know, before we take a break, you know, what are some hopes that you have for the group as we look forward just in a minute here? Um, I mean, continuing to grow, I think just trying to really find, I guess, all these young women who are uh, present and searching um, and to put them into a deeper relationship with each other. Um, uh, wow. So, have a sense of community that they can be growing and walking together. We're also looking into the idea of actually getting a physical house um, so they could live, like if young adult women could be able to live in relationship, to pray together and um, share meals, all that kind of stuff. Well, it's all about that uh, living in that interpersonal relationship. Uh, again, mm-hmm. as missionary disciples, those are seeking to follow Jesus. And again, 
determine and discern their vocation, what God has called them to that specific state in life. And so, uh, Sarah Hofflander, we're going to take a short break. Uh, We'll be right back here on Real Presence Live. When we come back, we're going to talk about a great opportunity for young women discerning religious life. Stay tuned. We're on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. seen a lot of people come in and strike up conversations, um, just, you know, asking about the faith. And I can remember one time in particular, we had the restaurant blessed. And <laughs> we've done it a couple of times, but this was the first time in particular. We had about four priests here, and the restaurant was open, and we were going around, and they were, you know, really, really awesome. And I had a young man that worked for me. He was a junior in high school and had not been brought up in any faith at all. And he was, like, glued to our sides and just asking so many questions and, you know, why are you doing this? And what do you, you know, what do you believe that, you know, what are, like, the fruits of this blessing going to do the rest of You know, he was just, like, so curious about so many things. So it just opens, you know, it opens doors and opens conversations with, you know, customers and employees alike. It is. It's just a, it's a great blessing for us. Are all sins forgivable, even suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. Jesus said that there's only one unforgivable sin, the sin against the Holy Spirit. Basically, that means dying without repenting. But how can someone who dies suddenly, such as by suicide, have a chance to repent of any sins? Jesus tells St. Faustina that he comes to the soul at death and gives them three opportunities to repent. Regarding suicide, Catechism 2283 says, By ways known to him alone, God offers them the opportunity for repentance. In essence, the only unforgivable sin is not accepting the mercy of God. So to learn how to help your loved ones do just that, please visit suicideandhope.com. So I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith, and we're broadcasting from Holy Cross Catholic Parish in the Diocese of Sioux Falls. And our guest this morning is Mrs. Sarah Hofflander. Uh, Sarah is part of a women's discernment group in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, uh, assisting and walking with women who are discerning their vocation and whether or not they're called by the Lord to religious life. And you can get more information that's www.sfwomensdiscernment.org. And Sarah, you know, there's an opportunity coming up in a couple weeks for young ladies happening in Sioux Falls. What is this discernment opportunity that you're hosting? Yes, yeah, so um, at St. Catherine Drexel, Sunday, October 24th, uh, the Proecclesia Santa sisters who have just recently moved to Sioux Falls are wanting to just give a, a broader presentation of their community. So they're inviting five sisters down from the Twin Cities, and so we'll have seven sisters total, 
And I just ask them to kind of share their life and like their charism. So like what's the the heart of their spiritual life? And so they're going to spend a little time just giving their own testimonies. I think some of the sisters will be more like postulants. So they'll be new to religious life and just kind of share that journey of how they discerned and what led them into this um, way of life and then uh, just the joy that they've experienced. And then what it means to specifically be a sister of this community. Um, and then we're going to pray uh, together with them. Uh, and I also want to have some time for like, questions and answers uh, so we'll break out and just be able to kind of more mingle in and hang out with them as well. So they really just want everybody to, to be able to participate. And one of the things that they wanted to stress is it's not just for young women, so they definitely would love young women to come and to, to encounter, but they want to just be a part of, I mean, they, they love to be a part of us, like the church. So um, families, young people, older people, anyone um, can come just to really gain an awareness and understanding and to just delight in the gift of consecrated life. And in my own vocation as a priest, um, I, my mm-hmm. own vocation is strengthened by the witness of consecrated religious. And so whether it be uh, the cloistered Carmelite sisters whom I have a friendship with, or uh, the active contemplative religious orders that I have a personal friendship, or I'm an oblate of one particular community. Uh, Those Mm -hmm. friendships really encourage me in my own vocation as a priest, and the same is true uh, for those Mm -hmm. who are in married life, uh, living that married vocation. They they can be encouraged by friendships and affiliation with a specific religious congregation, or many, uh, by their own faithfulness and witnesses. Um, But so that that is a beautiful testimony for us, um, just mm-hmm. in following the Lord. So tell us more about the Sisters of Pro Ecclesia Sancta. Um, for those who are not uh, adept at Latin, it, the the wording is for the Holy Church, um, and mm-hmm. so the Sisters of Pro Ecclesia Sancta are newcomers to the Diocese of Sioux Falls. However, they've been longtime. Um, participants in the Church of the Archdiocese of Minneapolis-St. Paul, Minnesota. For our listeners all around Real Presence Radio Land, which is North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, tell our listeners about the Sisters of Pro Ecclesia Sancta. Uh, so I know they originated in Peru, um, but they've been kind of branching out. The, like Right now in Sioux Falls, we just have Sister Eileen and Sister Lynn, and then there's also... Um, brother, like a, a brother community. So there are male you know, priests and brothers. Um, so they're also present here in Sioux Falls. So the Pro Ecclesia Sancta, like their primary mission is for the sanctity of the church. And so that means that their day-to-day life can be all sorts of things. They just really want to help the church to become holy. So right now in Sioux Falls, I know the sisters are really heavily present at O'Gorman High School in the junior high, being uh, present with young people, and then they've been uh, present also at the different parishes, you know, having events and getting to know people, but they love to be available to families and um, really just kind of however the Lord might be calling them forward. So, you know, even with this this ministry that I've been working on, they are excited to be a part of it because they're obviously uh, well aware of what it means to discern religious life. Um and so this community is an active community. So, you know, with religious life there, like you had mentioned, there are some who are cloistered, and so almost their entire day is, you know, contemplative prayer, and they're not outside, you know, present with the world. But uh, Pro Ecclesia Sancta, they really want to be right in, into the, the heart of the Church. And so they do um, obviously have a rhythm of prayer, you know, Mass, and Liturgy of the Hours, and Holy Hours and stuff, but then their schedule does 
allow them to go out into the community and um, just be available for a variety of ministries. In your own vocation as a wife and mother, um, what does that? How does that influence your family? You know, I, I shared with how my own vocation has strengthened. How does that influence you as in your own family um, with having the sisters available in your own, uh, you know, raising and educating of your children? Absolutely. Um, you know, I think it, it can help draw us back to our heart. You know, we, uh, fundamentally, we are all called to be, you know, contemplative in the sense of like resting in the heart of Christ. Um, and so, depending on your vocation, what it means to be contemplative can be very different. So, you know, with me, with small children, being contemplative might mean that we're just, you know, quietly in the backyard gazing upon the flowers and the plants that we're growing, um, or just taking, you know, tiny little bits of time to go to adoration, um, but to just be able to see that witness of what that means. Um, I know, you know, the, the challenge of motherhood is that I can't pray as much as I wish I could. Mm. Uh, I would love to spend hours in prayer every day. Uh, and so, you know, obviously that means that there can be a weariness in my own heart. You know, like I yearn to just go and rest with the Lord, but I'm going to make dinner. Um, but there's also, you know, when you're in the presence of contemplatives, they're just carrying the joy of Christ. And you can see that, and it's, it's contagious. You know, they, they bear that share it with others, and so I know that um, the more that I'm in the presence of those who are living a more contemplative life, that it feeds me as well, just to be able to see their joy and uh, to strive to just, you know, let my heart also rest with Christ in the way that it can um, in my own vocation. Well, I think it's a beautiful testimony, and of course, a necessary witness in the world today uh, for our, our parishes and our young people to meet uh, young people and and who are really uh, meet religious, who are joyfully living out that vocation. And I'm so impressed mm-hmm. by the different families. At one time, uh, we had a, a little gathering of, of families from Sioux Falls who have daughters or sisters that are in religious life, consecrated life, and just a, a great blessing to see, you know, uh, 13, 14 different families all gathered together, each with their own sister who is in a different uh, religious congregation or a religious order. Um, but there's a shared uh, kinship, a, a shared love. And of course, we're all united in the body of Christ. And so what a beautiful encouragement that is when we witness another's vocation and living those evangelical counsels, of course, poverty, chastity, and obedience, and doing it joyfully. Um, what a great uh, testimony that is to the to the, what the Holy Spirit is doing in the life of the church. And of course, the mission of Pro Ecclesia Sancta, as you said, the sanctification of the church, and so that we can become holy. It's, it's all about that universal call to holiness so that we can become saints. And God will use our everyday circumstances, whether it's cooking supper, whether it's uh, doing ordinary parish duties, whatever it is, God will use those things to bring about our sanctifications, our joys, our, our triumphs, our hardships, even our illnesses. God will use those things to bring about a greater holiness so long as we stay united to Jesus in each and every aspect of our life. So Sarah, we want some details. What's this event? When is it, when is it again? Who's going to be there? Where is it at? What's going on? So tell us about this event this next week. Absolutely. Uh, Sunday, October 24th, 6.30 p.m. at St. Catherine Drexel Parish. And everybody is invited, so no restrictions on what age or gender or whatever. Everybody can come. Um, and the Pro Ecclesia Sancta 
sisters will be present. There will be seven sisters there. Um, and be able to get a, just a really rich opportunity to enter into their life and into their joy and just get an idea of uh, what religious life looks like. That's a beautiful, beautiful invitation. And again, uh, what's the web address, Sarah, for the group of dis- the women's discernment group uh, that you've been guiding and, and walking with in Sioux Falls? Um, sfwomensdiscernment.org. And at that website, can our listeners also get information about this next Sunday's uh, event as well, October yeah. 24th? So uh, yeah. you, you can get information on the website, sfwomensdiscernment.org. Um, Sarah, any last words of encouragement to our listeners who may be contemplating, hey, should I go to that? What, any last words of encouragement for them? Um, I think, you know, just you can't really discern a vocation without being aware of it, you know, to, mm. to come and see. So, you know, it doesn't mean I'm going to go here and then I have to become a nun. Uh, it simply means we get to encounter it. And really at the heart of every vocation is just a very um, open and joyful yes to the Lord. And so um, giving, you know, the Lord that opportunity to just kind of you know, share what the possibilities are really can help to just open and strengthen our own hearts to be ready to say yes in whatever way He's calling us to live. Well, that's that's beautiful, uh, Sarah. Let's we have two minutes here. Let's pray for vocations. Okay. Uh, you and I. How about okay. on air? We're let's say a prayer together. I'll say uh, a prayer, and then I'll invite you to say uh, a prayer as well, and then we'll close uh, with an amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord Jesus, Son of the Eternal Father and Mary Immaculate, grant to our young people hearts that are open to serve you and to follow you. We pray for an outpouring of vocations to the priesthood, to religious life, and consecrated life. We pray that hearts would be open to hear your voice and to follow you in their vocation, and that all would become holy by following you in their call to serve you as sons and daughters of so noble a servant, Jesus our Lord. We ask that you would fill us and all those who are inspired to follow you. Sarah, I'd ask you to pray any prayers for vocations. Lord, we ask for um, a willing spirit. We ask for you to open each and every one of our hearts, regardless of what age we are or where we are currently um, serving you. Lord, we ask for the peace of your love. We ask for your joy. Lord, we pray that you can fill us with your spirit, grant us great courage and conviction to follow you, um, to seek holiness above all else, to become your saints in this world today. We ask for Mary's intercession to guide us, uh, to show us the dear and tender love that she has for her son. To pray, Hail Mary, full, full of grace. grace. The Lord, Lord is with thee. Is with thee. Blessed art blessed thou among women, and, and blessed, blessed is, is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Sarah, thank you for your Women's Discernment Group. Again, for any of our listeners, if you're interested about the event, you can go to the website, www.sfwomensdiscernment.org. Sarah, thanks for joining us this morning on Real Presence Live. Thank you, Father. God bless you. And up next, we're getting ready here in the state of South Dakota for the pheasant season opener. And you can see how you can hunt and also contribute to a good cause as we continue to praise God and glorify Him in creation 
but also recognize the good things that he does to support the church. That's right here on Real Presence Live when we come back. Stay tuned. We're going to take a short break. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 